Hello and welcome to Tech Talks with Madonna, Season 3, Episode 1. Our guest today is Wafer Adem. Join us to explore how Wafer Adem is clear communication, technical wizardry, and unyielding determination have not only steered Project Triumphs, but also positioned her as a force for organizational growth. It definitely wasn't easy. I remember the first few times leading a technical team and uh, just hosting a stand-up in the morning with the developers and them not just talking over me or not uh, not taking seriously what I'm what I'm saying uh, was very difficult at the start. So I really had to navigate and uh, learn how to uh, make my 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 voice heard. You're ready to be inspired by innovation and impact. This podcast is a must listen. Highlighted by her role in launching the Dynamic Seconds Face of Drag Cup School, featuring groundbreaking courses on no code technology, Waffle's accomplishment truly shines. The episode uncovers her knocks for thriving in fast paced environment, conquering challenges, and fearlessly embarking on a new adventure. Be it in crafting brand identities, developing websites, apps or driving into database something else that i noticed that i want to be mentioning in my podcast for this season three is mm-hmm. just how we address accessibility so i'm wearing a yellow shirt i have some pearls and i have golden hair how about you oh that's lovely okay i'm wearing glasses i'm wearing a uh, brown button-up and a, and a black t-shirt underneath uh, I'm wearing headphones also because I live in a bit no- noisy house. It's a, it's a folk POC house, so it's always loud here. So you have to always be prepared. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm smiling and I'm smiling because I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I'm always smiling. So my face is, yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. It's lovely. It's, it's so welcoming, you know. Um, Thank you. So tell us about yourself, Awafa. Okay, so first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's Ooh. a pleasure and an honor to be here with uh, amongst such lovely, intelligent uh, wo- women and especially w- women in tech. Uh, my name is Wafa Adami. I'm uh, a product owner and a data coordinator. Um, I've had experience working in the fintech field and afterwards now I'm in the tech field working with SaaS products. Um, my beginning with tech was a bit uh, non-traditional, you could say. I started off doing journalism, so uh, graduating uh, in 2021, I think, with a master's in public relations and communications. I went nice. off. Um, it was not something that I planned going into into tech. I graduated with the full intention of staying in journalism. I did journalism for one year and a half. Uh, writing the international news column for a local newspaper um, mm-hmm. and also some editing and copywriting for other sections of the newspaper and uh, we also had the, uh, a TV channel. Uh, afterwards, I kind of found myself being, um, you could say, pulled into the tech world through data uh, data management, product ownerships, and project management. So my start was with, uh, I think Google does these um, certifications in project yeah. management. So I did a couple of those. 
And afterwards, I was just hooked because I think I found a lot of uh, the qualities that you'd need in a project manager or already qualities I already possess myself. Yeah. Um, like I said, afterwards, I found myself in the fintech field working at Picera, uh, one of the leading uh, East European uh, fintech companies in uh, payment companies and uh, digital banking. Uh, so I started off in Pisera working as a data coordinator for a couple of months. And afterwards, mm -hmm. I just found, found myself. Uh, and, uh, right now, I'm working as a field. So for DRACAP, which is one of the leading, uh, you could say it's one of the only, and specifically here in Algeria, the only company in Africa that works with no-code technology. So um, we work with no-code technology. We also have this new project that we're working on right now, which is DRACAP School, um, where it's a bunch of courses in no-code technology. So we're encouraging the youth and people who have no, uh, you could say, technical experience or expertise to get into tech via these no-code tools. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a, an amazing journey. I, mm -hmm. I mean, just listening to you, transitioning from being a journalist to now mm. somebody that's leading the world in tech and also women tech makers ambassador. Oh. That is amazing. <laughs> question. So how did you hear about the program Women Tech Makers Ambassador and how did you become part of it? Uh -huh. So for the Women Tech Maker Ambassador, uh, for my journey from being just uh, someone who was participating in these events here by organized by the woman tech maker uh, to someone who's an ambassador and actively participating into it. Um, I think we had a similar transition. So a friend dragged me to one of these events and I just found myself being just gravitated to, to the atmosphere, to the woman there. And um, I just decided that I want to be active in the community, someone who's uh, uh, actively participating, encouraging other people to get into it. Um, I haven't been an ambassador for long now, but uh, I'm actively uh, organizing these panels, these talks. I'm trying to get to talk with the, the youth, college graduates, just to yeah. introduce them, because I think uh, with the tech space, it can be a bit daunting for someone, especially for people who don't have the kind of uh, technical experience or expertise. Someone who went to college for, I don't know, English or writing, and they can uh, yeah. they tend to like it can be a bit limiting. So, yeah, I mean, um, I went from just a spectator to actively participating without even like realizing it, you could say. Well, those are the best. I feel like those are always mm -hmm. the best. It's the same yeah. thing. Somebody pulled me to an event and I was uh -huh. like, wow, I want to be part of this. Like, how yeah, did I become course. part of this? Uh -huh. <laughs> I love that. Now, there's something that you mentioned that really I didn't know about you, that you're from Algeria, which is actually a country in Africa. And I wanted uh -huh. to ask you, do you find tech welcoming there for women? And what are the kind of challenges that you face and encounter? And also just not to make it very big, but how mm -hmm. can you encourage other women through programs like Women Tech Makers Ambassador to feel welcome? I mean, like you, like you said, being from Algeria, it's not the most well-known country. Sometimes you talk to people and you say, I'm from Algeria, but they mistake it for Nigeria or some other country. 
uh, and especially with the tech space here, uh, I mean, it's, it's very new. Uh, over the last 10 or 15 years, we have been uh, progressing in these fields, especially the tech space. And uh, for a while now, it has been very, very dominated by just men. Uh, it was very rare to see a woman that's a data scientist or an engineer or developer. And uh, I think with my generation and the, these generations that are uh, coming now, um, this popularity or this uh, willingness to learn and get into the tech space is becoming more and more uh, common. Um, like I mentioned, it was very male dominated for a while. So you can imagine how much, uh, how difficult it was for women to come into the space. I mean, just speaking from experience, I think uh, I found myself in a bit of a situation sometimes where it's just me in the team of like 10 or 15 men. And uh, being a product owner or project manager, sometimes you, it could be a bit daunting leading these men the, the, these technical teams and you could be taken a bit um, not taken too seriously because they, yeah. they yeah they see you as a woman they see you as a young woman especially and um, it, it can be a bit, uh, a bit hard to um, like plant your roots and um, really uh, demonstrate how, how how you work and your expertise um, I think the country, especially our our uh, our state, is is doing a good job recently with with uh, encouraging people to um, with uh, encouraging people, especially women, to uh, participate and become a part of these spaces. We have the startup fund here in Algeria, which uh, encourages youth and especially women. We have special capital ventures who are focusing more on startups that are founded by women. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, with the Google Women Tech Maker uh, program, it has been a crucial and very important, has been playing a very crucial and important role here in Algeria just to host these spaces, host these talks with women. I have a follow-up question on something that you mentioned that really resonated with me. And I want to ask mm -hmm. you, in a group, let's say you're 15 men and you're the only female, and then mm -hmm. you have, you're leading the product. So what are the ways that you navigate those kind of situation and how do you ensure that your voice is heard? Because I feel like mm -hmm. many people that listen to my podcast might learn something from you too. So mm -hmm. do you mind sharing how you navigate that? Because I know that is definitely challenging. It's not easy. Yeah. It definitely wasn't easy. I remember the first few times leading a technical team and uh, just hosting a stand-up in the morning with the developers and them not just talking over me or not uh, not taking seriously what I'm what I'm saying uh, was very difficult at the start. So I really had to navigate and uh, learn how to uh, make my 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 voice heard. Um, I think if one of the few techniques that I learned was you have to prove with your with your knowledge, you have to prove with your expertise. You you constantly have to upskill and uh, demonstrate how how knowledgeable you are by your actions. Um, so what I did was just 
always learn you have to always be learning you always have to be on top of your on top on top of your expertise whether that's being a developer or a product owner or a project manager so you always have to be on top of your uh, you know of your field you have to be always keeping up with the, the trends and also fostering um I would say like a, like a space of openness and communication within my team. Uh, so I would come in at the start and just talk to the team and get to know each person separately. Uh, so we won't have these problems of communications down the line. Um, I, th I think it's always something that women gonna, are gonna be struggling with at least until a few, few years from now. Uh, of just having your, your voice heard, you know. Um, I mean, uh, like I mentioned, I think you really have to navigate with it and live with it and prove yourself because uh, if you want to be heard, you have to make sure that your voice is loud and clear and that you know what you're talking about. Yes, and I really like the fact that you mentioned you would organize the one-on-ones. I feel like those are very effective because then there you're mm -hmm. able to meet the person and know the person even better, like mm -hmm. have like that relationship where like, yeah, this is how I operate. This is how we can work together. I really love mm -hmm. that. I feel like that's a very good point. But sometimes I found the one-on-ones to be very helpful because then there like somebody's not going to be, there's somebody else and they mm -hmm. they'll just want to overtalk, you know, it's just you two yeah. talking. So it's uh -huh. created that good report. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I really appreciate that. Now, something I wish, they, wish they, 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 they can hear or know is that, do you, did you find it hard to transition from a journalist to tech? And what are the ways that you used to make sure that your transition felt smooth or how was your transition rather? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Like I mentioned, I, I think my transition was a bit unusual. Uh, I think uh, oftentimes people do these transi transitions more purposely, uh, uh, where they where they they actively apply and stuff. But I was scouted. Uh, but going from journalism into uh, tech, especially fintech, I think what I, what really helped me was, uh, like I said, always make sure to upskill. So one of the active things I did was always go out after these certifications. So doing these Google uh, project management certifications, going out and learning these technical skills. So I did a couple of boot camps with Python, PHP libraries and stuff. Um, and also just looking at my resume and seeing the skills that can be transferable from my field of journalism into product ownership and project management. So what I did was really lay out my resume. I would suggest printing it out and underlining each quality or each um, expertise that you have. So say you're someone who, who's good with writing and you have some expertise with copywriting and you can really transfer that into technical writing, for example. Uh, so really, um, you are, you could say, paving a way for yourself and making it easier for yourself once you transfer into tech. Because, of course, once you transition, do, do this transition, you have to gain more technical. I think that's a very good point, because I think one thing that I also forgot to mention is that I know mm -hmm. many people are actually actively transitioning. 
And yeah. there was a time that I saw a post on LinkedIn and I know maybe other people saw this where they mm-hmm. kept talking about just stop chasing those certification because they're not helpful. But to me, it sounds yeah. like the story is different. The certification uh-huh. really helped you, right? So would you advise somebody to go for the certification? Yeah, of course. I, I feel like... This is something I'm always raving about. I feel like the internet is there. So much of these certifications are free. The knowledge is there. So I I always encourage people to go after it. I mean, I did these Google certifications and I wouldn't say they landed me this this perfect job, but they they opened the door for me or they were uh, a way that I could do this transition a bit more easily. Um, so I would always encourage people to go go out and do these certifications, uh, have more knowledge, try to always upskill, even if it's something like just upgrading your skills in Excel. That's something that you're gonna need in your next job, or that can be the 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 gateway to for your dream job. You know, you never know. That is true, and mm-hmm. just to kind of like sum this up and wrap it up a little bit is that I like the fact that you said we are always learning because that is so true as engineers and also as anybody in tech that is the mindset always Uh learning always upscaling because just like in Android like today you think you know everything tomorrow 10 more things are out there so you need to go learn those things (laughs) so for a parting show, tell us, what would you tell young people that are looking into joint tech? Mm-hmm. Let's say like in your country, Algeria, what would you tell them? I would say, I feel like I was a broken record throughout all of this podcast of saying just upskill, um, make it easier by, for yourself by, by going out and searching, try to find your niche. So the, the area that you want to, specialize in whether that's product project management product ownership being a developer being a no-code developer uh, really try to find your niche and go from there try to gain the knowledge try to um, socialize um, network with other people try to attend these events where you're going to meet other senior people um, and Participate actively in the in the tech events that, were, that are going on, whether that's a women tech maker program or something else. Um, I think uh, being purposeful and conscious when doing this these kind of transitions is always important. You have to uh, create a sort of roadmap for yourself. I know that's something very common, like being uh, becoming a, a developer or Android developer. You have to build the roadmap and follow the roadmap. Uh, so I would always encourage people to do that. Um, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that we're trying to do here in my current company. It's a startup. Um, we're trying to pave the way to other people, to graduates or someone who's in a, in, a, in, a, in a field and they're trying to do this transition into tech via these no-code tools. And they, all, they, they immensely help uh, people do these kind of transitions more easily because, you know, with, with becoming a traditional um, developer, it's, it's a lot harder than becoming a no-code developer. You, you have to invest a lot of time, you have to invest a lot of money, you could say sometimes, 
And with these no-code tools, I mean, it, it makes it a lot, a lot easier. Well said. Thank you very much, Wafer, for being our guest today. It was such an honor mm-hmm. to have someone from Algeria come to our podcast. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank so, you. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm such a fan of the podcast. So just being here, I'm just fangirling, you know? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I am. I am. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I am. I swear, I swear, like, I've been a fan of the podcast for a few months now. So just having the opportunity to talk and uh, get my story out there is, is, uh, is an honor. Have a great day and talk to you.